Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. because I am a roaring lion crying out, Welcome everybody to the Trust in the Lord Hour. I am your host, James David Trusting in the Lord Manning. How is everybody doing today? We pray that all is well with you. Uh, we actually do mean that. In fact, we pray for you every day. By the way, you know, we're continuing uh, our teaching on Help Me, Lord, Please Help Me, Jesus. And this would be uh, segment number four. We said last time you and I were together was segment number four. Scratch that. It was segment number three. Uh, but I also want to state as a result of some of the teachings that we have been doing with respect to the immediate membership of the Outlaw World Missionary Church uh, regarding some sickness that have plagued some of our members that uh, we want to encourage you uh, and with respect to your sickness uh, to use that prayer, but also to begin to make plans for what you're going to do two years from now. If you are presently ill or sick, um, right now, and it doesn't matter what the sickness or illness is, uh, and it has impeded the, uh, your actions of your body. I want you to write out 
what you're going to do next year for vacation, for at least a two or three week vacation. Now, this plan that you're going to write out for a two or three week vacation next year, preferably during the summer months, and as much as that we're in September now of year 2022, can also be applied to those who may be having financial struggles right now. If you're having financial struggles or if you're sick, uh, write out a plan for a vacation for, for next year and then for, if you can possibly, for the next three years or the next five years. Now, why, is I, why am I asking you to do that? Because I'm asking you to do that because I, I'm asking you to plan to live and not die. If you're planning on being on vacation next year, that means you're not going to die. You're not planning on dying. And that is a power. That is a sense of faith. That is an unused strength of faith. The power of the will of the spirit of God and of man. So if you could write out five years of vacation, and the reason why five years from now, year one, year two, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, you're going to be on vacation. You're going to be able to financially be able to afford it. And you're going to be healthy enough to go. Means you don't plan to die. Now, you would be amazed at just writing that plan. Habakkuk told the prophets, write the vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, he said, write the vision. So I want you to write the immediate members of the Outlaw World Missionary Church I want you to write a five-year, year one, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, what you're going to be doing on vacation and where you're going to go for the next five years. Write your life. All right, can you do that? That way you don't die. If you plan to, if you keep thinking about death, you're getting old, you're sick, this sickness might be unto death. No, you're going to, we're going to call this, um, Write the vision of life, according to the prophet Habakkuk. Write the vision, that he that run may read it. Write the vision of life. Write over the next five years where you're going to go on vacation. And you're going to have, especially for those who also have financial issues. Say, Pastor Man, there ain't no way I can afford a vacation. I'm behind my rent on my mortgage. Did you hear what I said? I said, write the vision. Now, don't be disobedient. Go ahead and do that. By the way, I need y'all to do this because I, you know, I, I, I want to see you live and not die. You know, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 38 that uh, the uh, prophet Isaiah went and told the king Hezekiah, get your house in order because you're getting ready to croak or die. You're getting ready to die. You're going to die and not live. So the Bible says Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he got 15 more years. How many of you can write a 15-year plan for your life and each year a vacation? Now, that, that, that's really out there. I think the sicker you are right now, I would suggest, but you only got to do it if you believe. You can only write a 15-year vision for your life if you believe. The Bible said Hezekiah <laughs> took, went before the Lord and wrote before the Lord, and God gave him 15 more years. Come on now. 
Come on. I'm, I, I, the reason this is important, you, you, because you want to live and not die. Uh, Hezekiah told, I mean, uh, Isaiah told Hezekiah, you're going to die and not live. I'm saying to you, you need to live and not die. So write the vision of your life. Write it. I said write five years, but if you're really out there and you really believe in God, write the next 15 years. Say the only thing that would disrupt you living for the next 15 years is that Jesus would, would, would return. And you're going to live forever after that. But Habakkuk, the engineer, pull up. Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may, he may run that readeth it. So write the vision up to live. Write the vision of your life to live. Can I tell you a secret? Don't tell anybody I told you this, right? This is between you and I. Don't tell anybody I told you this. But Allah, I keep waiting for Allah, and I can't die. It don't make no sense. Until Allah comes for me to die, the Allah, the vision, the 31-year vision prophecy of Allah, I can't die until, it's, until it comes. You can shoot me, but I ain't going to die. You can poison me, but I ain't going to die. I, I'm waiting on Allah. Write the vision. Listen to me. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, some of those that are sick right now might believe that this is too good to be true. It isn't. It isn't good at all, but it is true. That they should write where they're going to vacation in the year 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27. And for those that can go to 2007, I mean to 40, to 37 rather, will bless you. Like the, 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 the king Hezekiah got 15 more years out of the Lord. And the prophet told him he's going to die and not live. But I'm telling the people, plan to live. Just plan to live. Stop thinking about dying and then plan the vacation. Write year number one and plan it, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And also for those who are not sick but are having financial issues, go ahead and write out your vacation plan. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And thanks to Habakkuk, the prophet, and to Isaiah, the prophet. We thank God for the book of prophets. We thank God for the Old Testament prophets. We curse and bind those lying tongues and preachers who say we're no longer under the Old Testament. I want the power of the Old Testament. I want the power of Habakkuk. I want the power of Isaiah. I want the power. We curse and bind those that declare that the Old Testament is irrelevant. And in your name, Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, to Mariah James. Mariah has been out. She's got COVID, right? School's been going on now for a week, and she hasn't been in class. Plus, her grandmother's been, uh, been out with her. Uh, the uh, uh, bikini wearing Principal Bowman. Y'all know her? Principal Bowman wearing a bikini up at uh, the Great Escape Hotel uh, water, water slides. Anyway, uh, we, we wanted to be able to uh, give a shout out to Mariah. I don't even know if she's listening right now because she had, she's been, she had COVID and she's still testing positive. Well, don't come back to your pet test negative. I can tell you that right now. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Mariah Collins. We haven't seen her in quite some time. 
I've seen her in worship and sometimes. So, Mariah, where are you? What, what are you doing out there, out there in New Jersey? What are you doing? Uh, we'd like to see your face in the place. All right, so now, help me, Lord. Please help me, Jesus. And we, we want, I, I said on the Sabbath, the Sabbath message, uh, I, I, need, I need the members to be well and, and to, I need them to be obedient to the word of God so they can be blessed and healthy. Otherwise, you know, the ministry fails. So I'm very serious about this. And I pray that you've taken the time to listen to me teach uh, about writing the vision of your life next year's vacation. And what I'm going to do next year's vacation. But anyway, go ahead and write it out. Now, you don't have to send it to me. Don't, don't do that. Unless you just want to. If you want to send it to me, what's our email address? We can, at outlaw.org, feedback at outlaw.org. What we can do? I think there's a, yeah, feedback at outlaw.org. And I think that sends us to our email address. I don't even know how our system works. But if you want, if you want to send it to me, I don't want to know about your vacation, quite frankly, but I do want you to write it. But if you want to write it, say, Pastor Manning, I, I wrote it and I want you to play over it. Uh, it's Outlaw Media Network. Is that what it is? Outlaw Media Network at outlaw.org. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Outlaw Worldwide. Uh, feedback. How do we do it? They send it to Outlaw Media Net. They log on to Outlaw Media Network. Is that what they do? And there, there'll be a feedback uh, place for them. Okay, so you log on to Outlaw Media Network. It's up on the screen. And um, I guess that's how you do it. Um, and you send me, a, if you want to send it to me, I don't, I, you know, I'll take it if you want me to pray over it. If you want to send me 15 years of your planned life, I'll take it and pray over it. But you don't have to send it to me. You know, you can pray over it yourself. Or you can just, or we'll have a time where we can, you know, we can just pray together. All right, y'all got that? Okay, so now. So rather than, you know, we were last time you and I were together in segment number three of Help Me, Lord, Please Help Me, Jesus. And, of course, we've recognized that this is a, a, a micro way, uh, meaning the, a, a very small way, but a very powerful and a very effective way to pray. Uh, micro, and then there's the other, you know, term called macro, which is M-A-C-R-O, which is the mega or the big or the gigantic way. So we're going to use a very quick, very powerful, instantly way of praying, which is, help me, Lord, please help me, Jesus. Now, last time you and I were together, we were, we were t- t- telling you about understanding prayer habits. Some people pray, um, and their praying is, is non-vanity, a, a non-in-vain praying. And the, you know, the understanding is that you're, you're basically praying, you're clear-minded about what you're praying about, and not only that, but you are assured that God is going to bless you. Now, listen to me very carefully. I'm talking about prayer habits. When you pray, well, can I put it, how can I put it? When you pray, should you first ask God for the faith to believe he's going to answer. No. Well, yes. Yes. Okay. For the rest of your life, believe that every prayer you pray of righteousness, of truth, that God is going to answer. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or better yet, let's put it the way the scripture puts it. You pray, he'll answer. So never do you go into a prayer event with God without knowing that he's going to answer. You see what I'm saying? That way you're not praying in vain. Never go into a prayer situation thinking that God is not going to answer. That way you're not praying in vain. And that way your prayer has more effect. Now, after that, you can go downhill. If you are begging God, which is the next prayer, you've now, you've now moved from knowing that God will answer or that he didn't answer, and now you're begging and you're desperate. That's not praying. That's not praying. That's not praying. Begging and, and being desperate is not faith. Now, you can say, please, to be, you know, polite and to be honorable, but begging is not praying. Begging now got you where you're desperate. Now, you're not, I'm not condemning you for being there. I'm just telling you, don't go there. Wait. Before you start begging, wait. Now, men ought to always pray and never faint. Luke writes in Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, starting verse 1 and following, that men ought to always pray. So you ought to always be praying, but never begging. And you're going to have to know that this is a prayer. This is not a beg. And I'm going to, you're going to get there. And that you're not desperate. You believe in God. A great example of that is uh, the two examples of the book of Daniel. It's a beautiful book, biography, autobiography of Daniel. One is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? They were told they're going to the fiery furnace. They didn't beg the king, nor did they beg. You know what they said? Well, you know, you can put us in the fiery furnace if you want, O king. It's your furnace. You got the power, O king. But uh, we ain't going to serve you. They didn't beg the king. And they didn't beg God. And the Bible said that we'll put in the fiery furnace seven times hotter than it should have been. And you know what happened? Jesus showed up. They didn't beg. But they had faith. They, had, they said if, if God wants us saved, he'll get us out of there. They told the king, listen, you put us in there all you want. But if God don't want us burned, you, 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 you can do what you want. They, just, they, they didn't beg. They did not beg. They weren't desperate. Same thing with Daniel. The king, a bunch of 
you know, people that tried to got, to got together to try to undo Daniel's prophecy and ministry and, and had the king right out in Egypt, anybody praying to any other god other than the god of Babylon. He'd be put to death. So Daniel prayed to, to Almighty God, who is God, and they threw him in the lion's den. You see what I'm saying? He didn't beg the Lord to get him out. Now, you can ask if God put you in the lion's den. You better have already prayed <laughs> before you get in there. You better, you better, don't be praying after to get you out. You ought to be praying. Some men ought to always pray. Say, Lord, just in case I go to jail, have somebody have, be ready with bail money. <laughs> I may be going to jail five years from now. Have the bail money ready. <laughs> you see, before you go there. But don't be desperate. All right. Bring it back up again, Miss Engineer. So you go from uh, begging to uh, now you're frustrated. Right, you're frustrated, you didn't get your answer, you thought you were going to get your answer. I can tell you this, that, um, you know, you, you, you're frustrated mainly because you, you're not willing to try to let God be God. You got to let him be God. You, you got to know that he loves you. You got like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, like Daniel. You got to know that God loves you. Got you can't get frustrated. You can't get frustrated. If they had gotten frustrated and started arguing what Shadrach said to Meshach, well, we should have served them. And they said, well, let's take a vote. The three of us, if all three of us vote, and then one of them say, well, Abednego say, well, oh, king, you can put Meshach and, a, and, a, and Shadrach in there, but I'm Abednego. I'll serve you. Then only two would have gone into the fire for it. Uh, creating a sense of frustration. Sounds to me like a Baptist church, <laughs> especially a Southern Baptist church, no, a black Baptist church. Take a vote. Let's take a vote. Abednego said, y'all can go. Right, Sir King, what you want me to do? I ain't going that fire affair. Let's take a vote. Just like a Baptist church. Anyway, I wonder what Brother Bob Jackson think about that. Maybe I'll write a song about that, Bob Jackson. Where's he at? Then you got, from there, you get bitter. Now you're angry with God. You're angry with the world. You're angry with the pastor. You're angry with everybody. You're mad with God, but you're scared to tell him you're mad with him. You know, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think that I'm not encouraging, you know, saying ugly things to God. But I can... I mean, I can tell you this, Jeremiah, now I don't think he was angry with God. I think he was just, I think he was frustrated. He'd been preaching for 40 years and not one person came along to help him. 40 years of preaching and nobody said, come on, Jeremiah. Well, I, I think he did have the, I forget now the name of that, uh, his scribe. I forget, Lord have mercy. But I think Jeremiah got frustrated. And he may have gone to being bitter. I don't, I'm not, I don't want anything on the prophet that we all get to heaven and Jeremiah walk up to me and say, why you tell, why you tell the people I was, I was frustrated and bitter? Well, the reason why I'm saying it about Jeremiah is because, you know, he told God he wasn't going to preach no more. I mean, he'd been preaching for 40 years and nobody joined this church. Preaching for 40 years and everybody else going into the temple, everybody else having feast days, they wouldn't invite him to the, even his own family wouldn't invite him home to, to the, to the, you know. 
And nobody would pay him. Jeremiah kept telling him, this is going to happen to you. God said this. God said that. God said this. God said that. And, and none of it happened as, he, as quickly as he said it. So he got frustrated. Are you there too? And then after getting frustrated, the Bible said he really, then he said, he told God, well, I ain't going to do it. No, but that's rebellion. The Bible says he told God, I ain't preaching no more. That's rebellion and rebitter. That's being, he was bitter. Jeremiah. He just told God, I ain't going to do it. And he walked away. 40 years and everybody still laughs. Forty, he getting older. All that preaching he been talking about, God said this and God said that. It was none of it happened. He just said, I ain't doing it no more. I, 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 and then he told, I think he told God, uh, either he told, told God or Moses. I know Moses told God that, you know, you knew this before you sent me out of here. You knew these people weren't going to listen to me. You knew it, but you sent me out of here. You even knew, you sent me to preach knowing that the people aren't going to listen. So Jeremiah said he wasn't going to do it no more. He got bitter, frustrated. But then he said that, well, you know, he, he tried to quit and get another job. I don't know if he tried to get another job or something like that, but, you know, who knows what a prophet, if a prophet ain't a prophet, what's he going to do? But then the Bible says that he said, oh, I can't stop preaching because the word of God is like fire shut up in my bones. He started preaching even harder. And he, uh, that was like another 20 years or so, and still nothing happened. Still nothing happened. But anyway, in Jeremiah chapter 52, it all came to an end when Nebuchadnezzar came riding in just like Jeremiah said he was going to do. So, I mean, if you're, if you're bitter, but your faith, your belief, and your healing and your blessing is like fire shut up in your bone. Then just stand up and say, I'm ready to go. I'm going to wait on Lord. I'm going to wait on God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop begging. I'm, I'm leaving this frustration and I'm going to wait on God. Keep on praying. Now, I'm coming back to that, but I'm going to take a break for a minute right here. Uh, and because I, I, I want to, I, I have to come back to that, uh, that, uh, you know, so Pastor Manny, you give me permission to be bitter. I tell you what, you know, suppose Abednego has said, I ain't hanging out with Shadrach and Meshach. That's what happens, you know, when times pressure gets on the group, a lot of people leave, you know, pressure. I ain't standing there for that. Nah, mm -mm. no, I ain't standing there for that. I remember people leaving the church about Obama. Then they started leaving about Trump. I said, doggone, I can't win. Maybe I'll try to do a Jeremiah's thing, but Jeremiah had already broken that mold, so I got to try to find something new to do. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, 15 years, well, I'm not asking, well, if anybody wants to plan a 15-year every year for the next 15 years from here to, to year 2037. If you don't return, Lord Jesus, that's up to them. And, um, but I, I, would, I would ask everybody, no matter how sick you are, no matter how sick you are, no matter what your financial condition might be right now, plan the next five years of your vacation. Plan the next five years of your vacation. Even if right now you don't have two nickels to rub together. Plan it anyway. Write the vision. Habakkuk said, write the vision of your life over the next five years. 
In your name, Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen, amen. I'll be right back, everybody. Just hang tight. I don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Are you looking for new furniture to spruce up your home? Or maybe find china to dine? Or jewelry to dazzle your wardrobe? Whatever it is, we have what you want at BethelightMarketplace.org, including the opportunity to earn 30% commission when you bring a friend to purchase from our marketplace. So what are you waiting for? There's no time like the present. Visit BethelightMarketplace.org today. For more information, contact Sabbath LeFleur at 877-777-0734. BethelightMarketplace.org, an online store shopping dream. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king, the king, the king, king Jesus is coming, everybody. King Jesus. King, 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 king Jesus is coming. King, king, king Jesus is coming. King, king Jesus is coming. King Jesus is coming. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Good, 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 good God This is symbolic. It's where Jesus was baptized. It's where John baptized. And so this is not a rebaptism. It's just a symbolic, if you will, act of what we're going to do, being in the water at the place where Jesus was baptized. And what I'd like to do is to baptize today that we would come to terms with the understanding of what God is calling for in righteousness. The, uh, he's not calling for prosperity. He, he isn't calling for culturalism. God is calling for righteousness. If we would commit ourselves to fulfill all righteousness, and God has called us to be persecuted for righteousness' sake, as John was persecuted for righteousness, and so Jesus. I got to tell you that I'll never forget this experience of actually... Um, Stepping into water where Jesus were baptized, where John has baptized so many people. This is such a historic and a powerful, powerful sight. Just to touch the water uh, was so critical. And I'm glad that people got baptized to have that experience. Uh, it was a safe experience and a great experience. Uh, I'm not even going to change my clothes. I want to just stay in baptism mode until I get back to the hotel. So that's what I want to say. All right. This has been live from the Jordan River. <laughs> God bless you all. Peace. Righteousness. Boom, chuckalaka goes right there. They line up by the thousands, each one suffering with a story that breaks your heart. Like 10-year-old Zach Iel, the growing cyst on his neck threatens his life. He needs surgery now. And Revet, she needs help now or she may never walk again. 
Their only hope is a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, the largest floating civilian hospital in the world, with volunteer medical staff and crew who come to save lives. 60 Minutes call Mercy Ships the intersection of courage and compassion. Their mission is both simple and remarkably challenging. To bring free surgeries and care for people who have no other hope. But they can't do this work without you. Please call or go online. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And join us now with your monthly gift of $19, just 62 cents a day. And you'll receive this limited edition Mercy Ships Crew t-shirt to show that you are a part of this amazing team. Every human being has the right to be treated as human, to have a place at the table of the human race. If you've ever wondered, how can I, just one person, make a difference? This is your answer. Call now or go to mercyships.org with your monthly gift of $19, just 62 cents a day. You too can be a hero. You can save lives. Mercy Ships saves thousands every year, but so many are still waiting and praying for surgery they could never get without your help. So don't wait. Please call or go to mercyships.org right now to give. Your gift of mercy can change a child's life forever. All right, so we are now at the point where we're asking, I, I, you know, I, I, I look out and I say, uh, the Lord has told me to say to the members uh, to strengthen your, your cords, lengthen your cords, lengthen your life. Those sicknesses come. Believe him for healing. And so we're telling people, don't think that your sickness is unto death. Plan your life. Write the plan, write the vision of your life to write out the vacation schedule. Now, you can send that to me if you like, but you don't have to. I don't necessarily need to see it. But can I share something with you? And I, I won't call this brother's name for another month. But there's a brother who's a member of our church. He's been a member now for a goodly number of years. His name is Honaker. James Honaker, he wrote a song. Now listen to this. His mother told him that he would see the return of Jesus. His mother told him. His mother told him that he, when Jesus returns, that he would see it. Now when we talk about writing the vision of your life, writing where you're going to be on the vacation day to a year from now, vacation 2024, vacation 2025, you write that out. And then that brings power to lift you up out of the pit of death, 
lift you up out of the medical situation of, of sickness because you're not planning your life. The way Hezekiah went before the Lord and God gave him 15 more years. I'm telling you to write at least the next five years of your life, right? But this brother, Honeck, he's a brother who lived down in Louisiana somewhere. I don't even know where he lives in Louisiana. But he lives down there in Louisiana somewhere. And so his mother told him he would see Jesus when he returned. Now, this is, you know, this is just an example of what I'm trying to get you to do. You can even write a song if you want, like Brother James did, Brother Honecker. You can write a song. Brother Honecker wrote a song. He said, I will, I will live and I will not die. I will see Jesus. I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of it. Not all of it. I'll let you listen to a little bit of it. This is any there. Go ahead and let everybody listen. He wrote a song. I'm asking you to write a, a five-year vacation plan. This brother actually wrote a whole song and then sent it to me. Listen to this. Most people listen to the broadcast. I've heard the song. They know, but I the the the, the, the is you need to write. You know, you maybe I'm not going to write a song like Honecker did, but you can write the five years. All right, I'm coming back to that. I'm not through with that, but I want to I want to talk to the preachers now. Now I have been I've been giving the pastors, and because we're living in the tribulation, and I have been you know, and Jesus said many false prophets would come, and there'd be preachers that are like Billy Graham standing up and say Jesus is Lord, but they would be deceivers. They would deceive a whole lot of people. They would deceive stadiums and stadiums full of people. Would be deceived by people like Billy Graham and others. But you know, pastors. When I put that article in the New York Times and put an article on YouTube. Pastors came, and, and, and mainly Southern Baptist pastors, and a couple of Hamite pastors came to my aid. One, one a Southern Baptist pastor gave us a parcel of land. It said worth about $5,000, three to $5,000. Well, that's a pretty good chunk of money. He gave it to the church. And then he sent an offering over $1,000. And other pastors called me as well, many of them Southern Baptists, and sent offerings. These are pastors, right? And you know, I've been getting pastors down in the country. I've been, you know, I, you know what, you know, you know, you know, I've been preaching. But there, there are one or two or three or four or five or six, maybe seven pastors that listen to me on a daily basis. I don't know, but if, if you do, if you listen to me on a daily basis, then I want to talk to you, brother pastors. I want to talk to you. 
I, I just want to tell you something God said to me, and then I'm going to let y'all go. You can go and do what you got to do. But the Lord told me, well, with respect to the foreclosure and our needing $3.1 million, and back in June, I laid out a plan. I think end of May and June, I laid out a plan of how people could give a first fruit offering, which means you can give your entire one-week pay as a first fruit. And I'll talk to you more about the biblical structure of first fruit. It's all throughout the Bible. It's a biblical principle of first fruit. And then I talked about uh, during that time of how you could give, you know, what I said, I don't know, $7, $12, $21, $40, $70, $120, $490, you know, $700 a month for the next year to support our raising of $3.1 million. I said that. And then I talked about the cross that we have in the courtyard that says Jesus, the blood of Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Because if they buy the, if they, if our building gets foreclosed and sold at auction, they're going to tear that cross down and sell that. It's a 40 foot cross. They will sell it for scrap metal. And so I told people, you just give any amount you want for that. Uh, but, and I haven't over the, that's a beautiful cross. I put that there. That's our courtyard, the west side of our building. I put that cross there, 40 feet high. Lights up. We, that cross is lit up every day and every night till Jesus comes. It's a beautiful, here in Harlem at night, at 12 o'clock midnight, that cross is shining brightly. People can see it all over the city. But if we lose this building to foreclosure, they're going to tear that cross down and sell it for scrap metal. And they're going to say, Jesus ain't Lord. And they're going to take down his cross. So I said, somebody give just to help. Give to the, to the foreclosure plan to help that. But, I, but then in July, I didn't, I didn't talk about the giving plan anymore. August, I didn't talk about the plan anymore. We're halfway through September now. And the Lord said to me, he said, just go ahead and preach now. Now, I will be outlining the tithe, the first fruit offering, giving to save the cross, and giving a monthly amount, whether it's $12 or $700. I will be talking about that again. But the Lord said, preach. Now, brother pastors, you listen to me. I want to say to you what God told me. Everything you need, everything you want, everything you ever going to be is going to happen by the, his word. And that's what you got to preach. That's what you got to preach. You got to preach his word. You got to preach the word of God. Everything you are, everything you ever will be is happened as a result. See, once God called you, you are now subject to his word. Brother Pastor, can I talk to you? Please listen to me. I maybe I only got, maybe got two or three preacher, preacher, pastors or preachers listening to me. Can I say something to you? I'm going to tell you this, and I find this to be perhaps one of the most important things Jesus ever said to me. I won't share it with you because I believe that you believe in me, brother pastor. Jesus told me everything I ever will be, everything I'm ever going to be, or my healing or my blessing, all comes from his word, not from my race, not from the city I live in, not from my education. Every success, every victory, 
I ever have or will experience will happen because of God's word. That I am, that if, if I am going to survive or be blessed or empowered, it'll be by the word of God. Brother Pastor, the Lord has shown me that and told me that. And I want to tell you, I want to share it with you. Now, I want to make it clear that I can't depend on my race or my gender or my color or my education or my background. That don't count. That don't mean nothing. It's a rat race. My essence is the word of God. And if I want to be something, preach God's word. If I want to be healed, preach God's word. I want to be blessed, preach the word. Timothy, preach the word, Timothy, preach the word, 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 Timothy, be instant, in season, out of season, preach it, Timothy, preach the word, because without the word, I'm nothing, well, I could be a black man, six foot, six feet, two inches tall, I could be all that, but that ain't nothing. Can I share something with you, brother pastors, further on this note? And I pray that you take this and that your life becomes a fountain of blessings. Turn around and bless somebody else. You know, the Bible said, brother pastors, that in the beginning was what? The word. Is that right? In the beginning was the word. And guess what? The word was God. The word was with God. That's what it says in John's gospel chapter one. You know it does, brother pastor. You know it does. You know it does. And in John's gospel chapter one, brother pastor, verse 14, it said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So I am, now I'm not the word of God, but I'm wholly, completely, totally, unmistakably, without a doubt, wholly dependent on the word. On the, I'm wholly dependent on the word. I'm wholly dependent on the word. That's what I'm dependent on. I'm dependent on the word. If I want to have power, I'm depending on the word. A lot of people have taken to the point of hating on me, lying on me, accusing me, not liking the black man. I ain't for the black man. I ain't for the gay man. Ain't for this and ain't for that. And Pastor Manning ain't this and Pastor Manning is too harsh and he's and he's uh, too strict and uh, and on and on and on. Uh, a lot of people have done that to me. But you see, brother pastors, I have to preach the word. I can't try to please them. I can't be a black man and talk that black man talk, talk that big pimping talk. I can't be a black man and talking about a black president going to deliver us. The word of God don't say. The word of God ain't never told me about no president delivering God's people. It's the word of God. It's the prophet of God. It's the servant of God. I can't get down with the crowd that runs with the black president or the white president. I got to preach the word. They call me a hate. But I, 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 I can't stray from the word, brother pastor. See what they've done to me? I can't stray from the word. I don't hate my brother, but I ain't going to abdicate the word. I'm not going to abdicate the word. I'm not going to go black or gay. I'm abdicating the word. 
You see what I'm saying, brother pastor? Well, that's not hate. That's love. Ain't nobody love the black man more than I do. Ain't nobody love the the, the, the or the Shemite man more than I do. But I, I got in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And, and Jer- John's gospel chapter 1 verse 14. It said the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. The word. I got to preach. Now the people look at it. Well he just. He's too strict. He, he's hating. He ain't for the black man. He, he ain't for the black president. He ain't for this. And he ain't. For, no I'm for the word. The word. Preach the word Timothy. Not race. Preach the word. Preach the word Timothy. So you see, brother pastors, I'm not a hater. I love my brother, but I ain't going to step away from the word. You see what I'm saying? Pray about that, brother pastors. Pray about that. And everybody else, too, by the way. You don't have to be a pastor, a preacher. Everybody else, pray about that. And come on now and stop hating on me. Come on now. These other preachers are worse than politicians. Especially some of these Southern Baptist preachers. Especially these Jaffer boys. He's son of a worse than politician. Slick talk. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dodging the word. Alphascating the word. You know, ask them a question about the Bible. They'll tell you, well, I'm just here to help people. I'm not here to condemn anybody. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Well, he ain't for our president. No, I'm for the word. The Lord ain't called me to preach presidents. God ain't called me to preach blackness. He called me to preach righteousness. He called me to preach the word. Y'all understand? And hey, he, he's a hate preacher. That he, he's a, he don't like his own kind. He don't like his, his own people. He don't like his own people. You see, brother pastor. So now here's the other thing. So, Brother Pastor, and everybody else, stop hating on me. I'm, I can't leave the word. I ain't going to leave the word just because, you know, some movie star then got up and started talking about this or some politician. I ain't leaving the word. I'm not going to leave the word. Uh, without the word, I ain't nothing. I ain't nothing. I would run around talking about I'm a black man. I'm a black man. I'm a, the only time when I do talk about a race or something, I call myself a hammerhead because that's the word. The word don't call me no black man. People running around here, well, you ought to have black Jesus. Well, Jesus, we ought to talk about our African-American history. We ought to talk about African What the hell is wrong with you? I ain't going away. Why does the word, the word don't tell me to preach about that? Ain't that ain't in the word. That ain't in the word. Here you come with all that, all that confusion on your face. 
You ain't know who you are and want me to join your list of confusion. Black lives matter. No, righteousness matters. That's what matters. Righteousness. Never seen anything like it, brother pastors. You see what I'm saying? Well, he ain't for the black man. He ain't for his own people. His own people, he ain't for them. So here's the other thing, brother pastors, that, you know, preach the word. And if you don't believe it, don't preach it. If you don't get out, if you don't believe the word of God, the Old Testament to the New Testament, from Genesis to Revelation, get out of the preaching business. Take down your side. Get out of, go do something. Go become a bricklayer or something, a bus driver. But get out of the preaching business if you don't believe, if you don't believe God's word. I mean all of it. I mean all of it. If you don't believe it, get out the, get out the, get out the pulpit. Get out the way. And let a, let let a, and let somebody preach. Well, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, some things I, you know, the word of God, I, you know, if you don't believe it, don't preach it. If you don't believe it, and ain't none of it that's not to be believed. There ain't nowhere in this Bible, Genesis, the Revelation, where you're not supposed to believe it. It's God. You don't believe it, don't, you know, get out to preach it, go on somewhere else. And I think the other thing is that not don't, but you ought to believe. If you're preaching it, believe it, man. Without the word, let me tell you something. I can't, I can't, I can't exist as a black man. By the way, black people, black men are the worst sort of anything. But that's another story. I can't exist preaching blackness. I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't exist preaching black about a black president preaching him as our salvation. I ain't gonna tell nobody a black president gonna be your salvation, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. A black president. Well, our salvation. Our time has come. He'll black president. I'm not going to lie to you like that, man. Anywhere in the Bible where it says that. It's the word. That's what our, our salvation is in Jesus, in the blood of Jesus. And that's it. Not in the black president. Come on now. Well, maybe I can try to understand you a little bit better. You know, but I, you know, I see what you're saying now about the word. Yeah. It's the word. I don't, I don't hate people. Anyway, you need to, you know, you need to, you need to, if you preach it, you need to believe it. If you preach it, preach it and don't walk, don't back up. Don't let nobody back you up. Preach, get out there and preach against sin. Get out there and preach against homosexuality and don't let nobody back you up. Don't you let nobody back you up. Don't you let no good church member or nobody else back you up. Get up there and holler. Yeah, it's wrong before God word their deaf and then don't back up. Don't back up. Let them get to roll their eyes, grit their teeth and everything else. They but don't you back up. Don't you back up on the word of God. Don't you, don't you run away from the standing on that word. I don't care what they say, what they do. Stand on that word, preacher. Stand on that word. Stand on it. Let them leave the church. Let them go to hell if they want. But don't you get off that word. Don't you back off that word. Somebody with a stink face and a stink butt. Don't you back off that word. Stay on that word. Well, he didn't do this. He should have done this. Well, this well, now, now, the first thing, <laughs> you ain't my boss. <laughs> so, you know, hear what I'm saying. Believe, if you're going to preach it, believe it. Well, I got to get back to the other parts of this uh, a little bit later on. We have more to, you know, to go, as you can see by that chart right there. Uh, but I, I have to, our time is up for today. And I want to get back and recap now. Are y'all going to write out those five years of vacation? You don't have to send it to me. Uh, but if you want to do, I think it's Outlaw Media Network or something like that. Feedback at outlaw.org. 
I don't need to see it. I, I'm telling you, I don't need to see it. You don't need to write. And some of y'all that are really bold can write out 15 years. My Listen, I've written out outlaw. That, however long it takes to outlaw, well, it takes five years, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years, I've written outlaw. That's what I'm, that's mine. And I'm going, every year I'm going to take, well, I didn't take a vacation over the last couple of years called that COVID-19 thing, but I, I did this year, you know, build brief, but I did take one. I wasn't, you know, so I want you to do that. You need to live. You need to stop thinking about death. Your sickness is not under death. Your sickness is not on the death. So stop thinking about it. Stop planning to die. What? what? Yeah, I mean, I can understand, well, you know, you're laying there in the bed at night and everything, you're sick. You say, well, maybe I'm going to die soon. You know, uh, stop planning to die. Go eat a fish sandwich or something. What's that? What? You say, Pastor Man, what's eating a fish sandwich have to do with refusing to plan to die? I don't know. But at least while you're eating a fish sandwich, you're not planning on dying. Stop it. Stop it now. Well, I guess I'm going to be dead another six months, another year, two, three years. That'll be it. I'm getting weak as I go along. Stop it. Go get a fish sandwich. What's a fish sandwich got to do with it? I just told you that. Why are you asking me the same question? I just told you. I don't know. But what I do know is that you need to stop planning on dying. And the other thing is that y'all need to stop planning on being poor and stop being disobedient to God's word. And the other thing, stop lying too. Stop lying to some, some, you know. Some people, uh, some people lie to God. Well, the Lord knows my heart. You know, I can't, I can't tithe right now. But as soon as I get some money, I think I, I'm gonna hit the sweepstakes. <laughs> Lord have mercy, when I hit the sweepstakes, boy, I'm going to give Pastor Man in that church, I'm going to give him a big chunk of money. But now I'm only making about $1,200 a week right now, and I just, I need every penny of this, I just can't give him nothing right now. What's, what's the name of that, that Hamite brother? You know that Hamite brother used to play on that, that movie, that, 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 that he used to play with that guy, Cedric the Entertainer? What's his name? He's a comedian, the tall guy. He, uh, he's always with the sweepstakes guy. What is his name? Who? Steve Harvey, yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey coming. <laughs> Steve Harvey coming to my house with sweepstakes. <laughs> and Lord, when I hit the sweepstakes, boy, I am going, Lord, I'm going to give Pastor Man and that church, I'm going to help him out. I might even pay that whole uh, 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 lien they got. But right now, you know, I'm only making nine hundred dollars a week, or twelve hundred dollars, or fifteen hundred a week, and I need every last penny of this. Stop lying and being disobedient to the word of God. All right, I have got to go, uh, but I, yeah, we, Lord, let me let us get back together. I'm coming back. I don't know if you'll be around, but we'll be, we'll do. Uh, Lord, help me, please help me, Jesus. Number five. All right, all right, everybody. Peace out. The Melon Bank to Judge Bluth, and to Judge Francis A. Khan III. We shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not.
and amidst the war we fight on, standing on the word of God, we stand strong. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We're not afraid and ain't backing down. There's a new sheriff here in this town. We shall not, we shall not be moved. You can't try, but you won't succeed. The time is run closer when you will be. We shall. To have mercy on your poor soul, you'll find out soon you're not in control. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Singing, we shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not. Tear your kingdom straight down And when we're done You won't be around We shall not We shall not be moved We shall not We shall not be moved We shall now is is to give truth a chance. All I've ever told anybody is the truth. Now, just because you didn't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And I'm asking people to give truth a chance. All around you hear the lies being told from the top Every time 
it just don't seem to stop when you're ready to move far beyond that same old dance all you gotta do is listen yeah and give truth a chance give truth give truth a chance everybody Come on and sing it. Give truth a chance. Give truth a chance. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out. Welcome, everybody, to the Manning Report. I am Manning, uh, the quintessential American, broadcasting from our studio located in our church building. And our church building is located in a community formerly known as Harlem, but God Almighty has changed the name of this community to Outlaw. That's what God said. The land where the people shall walk barefoot because the land is holy ground. How is everybody? How you doing, Sister King? Down there in South Carolina. What's up? What's up, Brother Miller? And Brother Jesse out in uh, in San Bernardino. Just call a few people's name every now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now and then to keep everybody alive. Wake everybody. Wake up. Wake up. I'm going to sleep on me while I'm preaching today. All right. So um, can I talk to you about joining with the Outlaw Church and others at Al? To, uh, to take down the Mellon Bank, the Bank of New York Mellon Bank, um, that is a $50 trillion uh, banking institution with over $47 tr- uh, trillion in assets, money that they are managing that belongs to other people. Now, they're not like a Wells Fargo or some other bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, you walk in and open a checking account. You only go to the Morgan, the JP, the Mellon Bank, if you got a, a couple of trillion dollars or a billion dollars or so, and they manage that for you. Now, most of the money, uh, if not all of the money, in the Mellon Bank that is now leveled a $3.1 million foreclosure action against our dear, dearly beloved church here in Harlem, Outlaw, New York City, to shut down our school where we educate children, kindergarten, through high school, uh, shut down our homeless shelter that we've been running for 40 years, our breakfast program, 
that we feed children from all over Harlem. There's no fee. The breakfasts are made fresh from scratch. You come to our breakfast, any child from anywhere in New York City, any place else, you can get to our church at 730 in the morning. We'll make you a breakfast, scrambled eggs or eggs over easy or, you know, eggs at all, just oatmeal and milk. The Mellon Bank is partnered to a foreclosure action that is taking, taking place grievously in the New York Supreme Court system by two very biased judges. I'm going to come back to them. But I want to ask you to join with me to shut down the Mellon Bank the way they want to shut us down. And I, I want to say on this item, need to be an eye for an eye. We need to shut down the Mellon Bank and what's left of the $50 trillion that the Mellon Bank is now managing ought to come to us poor people. You know, the money that's in the Mellon Bank, it goes all the way back to the days of Rockefeller, all the way back to the days of J.P. Morgan, all the way back to the Vanderbilts, to the Carnegie's, uh, to uh, all the wealthy people of the, the days of the, of the early Industrial Revolution money. Much of that money also comes from England, and a lot of it, whether, you know, this is a pleasant conversation or not, uh, is slave money, money that was made during the slave trade. A lot of that money that John Kennedy made selling bootleg liquor. A lot of the money that, that, that corporations have made, medical corporations have made, you know, that drug company drug, making those fentanyl drugs have made billions of dollars killing people, especially poor white people all over the miserable poor South. And all that money is in the middle of the bank. We, I want to ask you, I, I want to ask you, join with me. Let's take this bank down. We can do it. You know, during the subprime mortgage time, during the Bush administration when the banks were bundling money, mortgages, and making loans to poor people who they knew didn't have the money to make the mortgage payment, and then the market crashed in 2008, people lost their homes, people committed suicide, and the, the bankers that wrote these phony mortgages then bundled the mortgages and sold it to China. Not one banker went to jail while people lost their homes. People committed suicide. Family was, families were destroyed. Schools uprooted. Misery. Even today, people are still suffering from that subprime mortgage that happened in the market crash in 2008. But not one banker went to jail. Yeah, Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers and AIG, they collapsed. But the presidents and the share, the salesperson, the executive of Bear Stearns, AIG and Lehman Brothers, they all went and worked and took their golden parachutes for four, $500 million and just went to another corporation. It's not right. It's time we take the Mellon Bank down. I think they have now attacked the wrong person by taking the, the, the outlaw world missionary church to Bethel. Like, we need to take them down. We can take them down. I want to ask you to join with me in taking down the Mellon Bank. Now, here, here's what I want to help you do. As you know, we had a five-day uh, all day protests against the Mellon Bank from the 15th of August to the 19th of August. We were out in front of that bank all day for five days. Here's what I want to ask you. Here's I want to lay out a plan. I want to ask you to join me. We can take down. It is not invincible. We can take that bank down. We can make them wish they never foreclosed on anybody's property. But here, here's what we want to do. The largest asset Depositor in the Mellon Bank 
is a person by the name of Warren Buffett, who is the president of Berkshire Industries, one of the richest men on the planet, Warren Buffett. That's where he puts his money. They protect his money. They hide his money. They keep it from the government. They keep it from the tax collector. They, they got guns protecting Warren Buffett's money. He's the, of the 10 uh, most, uh, uh, the largest depositors of assets into the, the, uh, the Mellon Bank is Warren Buffett. We need to go after Warren Buffett. We need to now find out what his schedule is. He's going to be here in New York. We need to be outside his hotel, outside the business meeting, outside the airport. Uh, we don't need, maybe we need five, six, ten people with picket signs saying Warren Buffett uh, forecloses on a church in Harlem, puts children, school children in the street. We need to follow him like his shadow. We need to follow him like we are his security everywhere Warren Buffett is at. And what I'd like to be able to do, right here, I'm in here in New York. Warren Buffett lives out here. Some, he, got, he says he got the house that he grew up in someplace out there in the Midwest. I don't know where it's at. But let's say Warren Buffett going to be in Silicon Valley. Well, we need to get some people in Silicon Valley to protest when Warren Buffett is having a meeting out there. Let's say Warren Buffett is going to be in Los Angeles someplace. We got his date. We got his calendar. We got his schedule. Five to seven people with signs out saying Warren Buffett forecloses churches. Warren Buffett is joined with the Mellon Bank to foreclose churches. Here's what I want to ask you to do. We need to put a day-by-day, one-full-year tracking of Warren Buffett. Everywhere he's at, there's five to seven protesters out there that says Warren Buffett joins with the Mellon Bank in closing down churches in Harlem. Everywhere he goes. And we don't need no big old crowd of people. All we need is Warren, we need to let Warren Buffett know we're going to take you down. See, nobody's ever done this. And if anybody ever thought about doing something, Warren Buffett has got enough money to pay off a person such as myself, who's an organizer, drop a couple of million dollars on me, and, and even may I pay off the, the lien. And that way the whole thing goes away. It ain't going to happen like that, not with me. See, the way these people keep their nose clean, the way these people, they got enough money to buy anybody's soul. They can buy a man's soul. That's if somebody else came up with something like this. No matter what city Warren Buffett is in, whether it's in Dallas, we're going to have somebody in Dallas protest him. If he's in Miami, we're going to have somebody in Miami protest him. If he is in Washington, D.C., we're going to have somebody in Washington, D.C. protest him. If he's in Boston, we're going to have somebody in Boston protest him. See, somebody else could have come up with this. I'm, I'm not necessarily the first one to think about something like this, of actually everywhere Warren Buffett is, signs out there saying Warren Buffett uh, uh, cohorts with the Mellon Bank to foreclose church, a church in Harlem and throw children, school children, into the street. Uh, he, he's not going to like that at all. He can't get away from it. We can set up a net for him where he can't wiggle nor snot. We get him. We can get him. But see, they have enough, the way they keep their nose clean if they take a person like me, they say, well, we're getting $5 million. We'll even pay off the, the, the what they call it. It just shut up and go away, but not me. You know I ain't going to go. So I want to ask you. I want to ask you to join with me. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask our engineer uh, to put up a way in which you can contact me. You can register to be a part of this. I'm going to redux this, and you can register um, at, at go to Outlaw Media Network. Now, the engineer, Mr. Engineer, one of the engineers just brought in a, another place for the uh, for the meeting of the uh, judicial review.
Yeah, we can, you can, for the time being, you can sign up here at this class action judicial review. You can sign up here if you live in Los Angeles, if you live in Seattle, Washington, you live in Miami, just sign up. And we need to put together an army of people that everywhere Warren Buffett shows up, we're going to have signs saying Warren Buffett foreclosed on a church in Harlem and threw a home, people in a homeless shelter into the street and threw children into the street. This is going to be up on our website. It's going to be up on Facebook, going to be on our website, going to be up everywhere so you can sign up for that. All right, that, That's number one. So we need to take Warren Buffett down. I mean, take Mellon Bank down by taking that. Go after Warren Buffett. Now, he's not the only one. Uh, we need to take down the American Baptist churches that threw me out of the American Baptist churches because I said Obama wasn't a black man, wasn't the first black president. And I also, I said that the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, that man shall not lie with mankind as with woman. They kicked me out of the American Baptist churches. But I want to put up the picture of the regional director of the American Baptist churches here in New York because she is instrumental in poor pastors all over America and everywhere else putting their money in the Mellon Bank. Her name, she calls herself the Reverend Dr. Cheryl Dudley. I don't know where the Reverend, what all that means. Baptist people got all these crazy kind of titles that they like to call themselves reverends and doctors. But we need to, wherever this reverend's going to be, we need to go outside of her church. We need to go outside of her church and, and show uh, if she's preaching somewhere in New York or Westchester, New York City, we, on a Sunday morning, we're going to get members to go outside and stand outside of her church and say the Reverend Dr. Cheryl Dudley and the American Baptist churches participates hand in hand with the Mellon Bank in closing down and foreclosing the outlaw church and throwing the homeless people into the street and throwing the school children. I can do that locally, but I'll ask for other people to join with me that wherever the Reverend Dr. Cheryl Dudley is appearing that we're going to be outside that church on Sunday morning. If she's having a meeting downtown with the mayor, we're going to be outside City Hall. If she's having lunch at a restaurant somewhere, we, we find out where she's having lunch, we're going to be out there. And all it takes about five to seven people. We don't need no big crowd. Because the American Baptist Church, of which I used to be a member, and our church used to be a member of, is being foreclosed on and Reverend Dr. Cheryl Dudley uh, is in cohort because she puts all the poor preachers, black and white, from all over America. She puts their retirement money into the Mellon Bank. They ain't the only one. We got this other guy, a Louis P. Barbarian. He's a barbarian, a barbaric. Louis P. Barbarian. He's the CEO of the M and M of Ministers and Mr. Benefit Boy, this fella. Now he's also right here in New York, has this office in the interchurch building over there on Riverside Drive. I think it's 475 Riverside Drive, just right beside the Riverside Church. Well, we want to be with him. If he's holding a meeting in City Hall, if he's having a meeting at one of the hotels, wherever he is at, we're going to find out what his schedule is. We're going to put five to seven people on him. And if he's traveling all over America, if he's in Chicago, we're going to have five to seven people outside the hotels in Chicago saying that Louis P. Barron, who is the president CEO of the Minister's Missionary and Benefit Board, let me explain to you what that is. 
every pastor and member that's a missionary of any Baptist church in America or worldwide, he collects money from them, all their retirement money, like the police retirement fund, the fireman's retirement fund, transit workers, all the, somebody collects that money and puts it in a retirement fund. Well, this boy right here, he collects money from every American Baptist church pastor and missionary in the world. He collects that missionary, their retirement money, which is big money, and he puts it in the Mellon Bank. That's where he puts it, just like Warren Buffett puts his money there. This boy puts poor people's money. In fact, you, I used to be a part of that process where he put my money in the Mellon Bank. We want to be on this case like white on rice. Warren Buffett first, Warren Buffett, the Reverend Dr. Cheryl Hudley, and this boy, Louis the, Louis the Barbaric. We want to be on him. Now, I want to put together a program. I want volunteers, if you want to help, and no matter what city they're appearing in, I want to put up a registration form where you can register and we can coordinate. We ought to be able to get this together in the next couple of months. And wherever Warren Buffett goes, wherever Louis the Barrett, the Bob Barrett goes, wherever Cheryl the Ducker the goes, we want to get them. But that ain't all. There's one other person. I think we want to take down the Mellon Bank. Now, the way we take down the Mellon Bank is to take down the people to put their money in the Mellon Bank. Tell them. Uh, the Mellon Bank president, this guy, what's his name, Vince Robbins or Robbins, they've got a new, they, I think they may, may have just elected this guy since we were down there. He just got elected president last month. His name is Robbie Vincent. He's not a president of the Mellon Bank. Look at him. We don't have to worry about him. Warren Buffett will talk to him. Lua the Barrett, the Bob Barrett will talk to him. Cheryl the Ducker will talk to him. But there's one other. We, we can take. Listen. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To me. We can do this. We don't need no 50,000 people. We don't need no large crowd. You know, we can take everywhere they outside their hotel, outside their meeting place. You got five people out there with signs that said Warren Buffett participated in the foreclosure of the Outlaw Church and closing down the Outlaw High School, closing down the homeless shelter, and closing down the children's breakfast program. He ain't going to like that when he walks out that hotel and sees people standing out there with signs that said he closed down a children's breakfast program. He ain't going to like that. And he'll ask how he did it. You did it because you put your money in the Mellon Bank. We going to shut down the Mellon Bank. We can do this. There's one other person. There's a, another person. I think her name is... Uh, Jeanette Hill. Jeanette Hill is the uh, the president of the Lilly Endowment. She's just been elected, just installed as the Lilly Endowment uh, group. Now, the Lilly Endowment makes donations, con charitable contribution donations. They collect money from very wealthy people, and then they give it to other people. Well, the Minister's Missionary and Benefit Board is asking you to give money to them to support the ministers and missionaries retirement program. 
And uh, for every dollar that an individual gives, this Jeanette Hill of the Lilly Endowment will give a matching dollar. I think we have some sort of a, a, a placard demonstrating that. We'll put it up. But we want to be able to shut her down as well. Now, listen, friends, we can do this. We, we can shut down the Melbourne. They don't know who they're messing with. I done told them. They don't know. They don't, I ain't going to let them shut down this church. And they will shut down this church and go off and have coffee and crumpets and tea. No, they, no, they don't know. They don't pick on the wrong. We need to. All we need is five people in Dallas. Five people here in New York City. Warren Buffett shows up. We're going to be outside your hotel, bro. bro. <laughs> you know, Louis the Barbaric show up. We're going to be outside your hotel. We're going to be outside your meeting, bro. Cheryl the Ducker. Dr. Ducker, Cheryl the Ducker, we, you preaching a church up in Westchester County? We're going to be outside that church on Sunday morning? Oh, yes, we are. Five people, even three people. That's all it takes. In cohorts with the Mellon Bank, everybody in the world know we put it in the New York Times that the Mellon Bank is foreclosing our church, and not one of these people, not Cheryl the Ducker, not Lou the Barbaric, not Warren Buffett, or anybody says, hey, why y'all doing that to that church? $3 million, no school children. Why y'all doing Not one of them. We're going to tell you. <laughs> no, no uh, we, we, this is, we can do this, my brothers and sisters. We, we can do this. So I, I want you to join with me uh, in this process. Um, and we want to get it launched, Mr. Engineer. Now we have also asked people who want to be a, who've had their property foreclosed unjustly, and especially by Judge uh, Arlene Bluth um, and Judge Francis Kahn, if they have participated in the foreclosure of your property here in the New York City area. I'm going to hold a meeting on the 23rd of September at seven o'clock in the evening, and I'm asking you to come, get registered, and come. And we're going to set together a judicial review of the foreclosures going back for the last 20 years. Now, I know the, you know, whatever you call it, the, the, the time of uh, action, limit of expectations of, I forget the word I'm looking for now. But we're going to look at whether or not your property has been, all this property up here in Harlem that's been taken, we're going to review it. We need to, we're going to call for a class action review. And we will clog up the courts with uh, show cause orders. They can say, well, the t time that it should have acted was five years ago, we'll file another show cause order. And we'll file, we will clog up the courts. And every show cause order in the courts in New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island will have to be responded to. They won't be able to do nothing else. I want to ask you two things. One is, join with me. Get registered. Let me know you're coming. I'm a little skeptical of people who don't register can't just walk up here because you might be the man. You follow what I'm saying? So you, you want to come to this meeting in our church, we got security here. You see what I'm saying? You got to get registered. I can't they just walk up and do that on the 23rd of September. You just walk up here and say, well, I want to I join this meeting. My, my property was foreclosed. I don't know. You might be the man. But get registered, and then we can talk before you come. But we want to set together a class action. We're going to, we, we're going to stop this. We're going to stop taking people, these city people, these gangsters and banksters, taking people's property, and ain't nobody crying foul. None of these bankers going to jail. None of these judges going to jail. Look at what's happening right now with the Department of Justice and the FBI. 
and these judges making all these crazy decisions. They just do that to people and nobody says anything. What's going to stop? Right now. Now, I also want you to use this same sign-up flaw uh, sign until we get another one. It says, Pastor, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I'll be a part of the, uh, the protest if Warren Buffett or if Louis the Barbaric or Cheryl the Ducker or Jenny the Hill, uh, Jenny, 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 if they show up anywhere and we know they're going to be in town, we'll be outside their restaurant. And I need people from all over America to sign up. So use this form, which is the unjust evictions and foreclosure in New York courts. But we'll, we'll, and you can indicate, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm signing up from Chicago because I want to be a part of, of the, the five people that are going to be outside of the Sheraton Hotel uh, if, uh, if, uh, or the Marriott Hotel in Chicago if, uh, if Warren Buffett shows up out there. We can do this. We can, we can take, you know, it's an eye for an eye. Listen, let me tell you something. These people, these depositors, they've been taking money from people since the Mayflower. And you know it. They've been crushing people, little people. They've been taking mom and pop property. They've been taking people and jacking up interest and foreclosing people since the Mayflower. You know they've been doing it. And they're just not doing it here in Harlem. They're doing it everywhere. Yeah, they're doing it out in Honolulu, out in Hawaii. They're doing it everywhere. And they figure ain't nobody going to stop them. And they don't never go to jail. You don't never hear of a banker. When the stock market crash, people lose their, their retirement money. You don't never hear these bankers going to jail. They don't ever go to jail. We got something for them. We got some, I got something for them. I want you to join with me. We can do this. They don't deserve. They don't deserve to keep on robbing and stealing, paying off judges, paying off politicians, paying off police. They don't deserve. They don't deserve the, they, I mean, why? We can stop them, I'm telling you, everybody. We can stop them. So we're going to start with Warren Buffett. Now, finally, here's what our, our demands are going to be. Say, so, well, you going to, you want to, outside Warren Buffett, here's what, here's our demand. Demand number one is that there be a full dismissal of the foreclosure action against the Bethelite Community Baptist Church and the Outlaw World Missionary Church. A full, completely dismissal of all the, of the entire foreclosure action. That's number one. Number two, that we get paid the $650,000 legal fees. Now, when I make mention of this, you say, well, Pastor Manny, you know, uh, I'm going to help you, but you mean you're, you're, gonna sick, you're asking for money? Listen, this, let me explain something to you, brother. I'm not trying to rob anybody. I'm not trying to rip anybody off. But we have been fighting this case from 2000, since 2002. I can give you the docket number, and you can look it up. It's one 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 three one three three one nine seven forward slash zero nine one three three one nine seven forward slash zero nine. You can see we've been fighting this since two thousand and two, and over the past twenty years, we have spent over six hundred fifty thousand dollars in legal fees. We spent $100,000 in the New York Times ad, and I'll get to that another time. We had to do that because the lawyers weren't getting us the kind of justice that we need. We need to get the attention of the judges. And then we spent another $75,000 advertising in other places. $650,000, we want it back, our legal expenses. I'm not trying to rip anybody off. 
you please understand that. And I'll talk to you about this. But you can see, this is a case that's been going on for 20 years. For 20 years, that's how much money we spent paying lawyers that also have ripped us off. And then we want Warren Buffett uh, to put his signature and his weight behind a judicial review of the foreclosure of pe- poor people's property all over America. That's right. But especially here in New York, want Warren Buffett to put his weight because we have the power to break. Well, we can make Warren Buffett go poor, too. No, we can find out where he's getting his money from. No, we can organize. This is the best organ. This is the best financial organizing plan since Adam Smith. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is better than Coca-Cola. No, we got a patent here. We got some. What I've just outlaid laid out about a nationwide protest against Warren Buffett, a nationwide protest against Louis the Barbarian. Now his name is Louis Barbarian. A nationwide protest against the Mellon Bank. This is Coca-Cola type stuff by Coca-Cola. You know, they found a secret of making Cokes and just keep producing the same thing, and it took the world by storm. We got to make, this is a McDonald's plan that I've just outlined. It's beautiful, I tell you. And we can take down Warren Buffett. We can take down the Mellon Bank. Now, somebody else probably could have thought about this, something like this, some time ago. But usually they buy off a person like me. They'd even pay, you know, to be able to stop this, they'd be willing to pay four or $500 million for me to shut my mouth. But I ain't shutting my mouth. The pain in my heart, the sleepless nights I've had, the people I know that have committed suicide because they were, their houses are being foreclosed. You can't buy that. You can't buy me. You can't buy me. But I can tell you this, if y'all are listening to me, this works. This is this works. And they know it works. They know it works. So we want full judicial review of the life of the foreclosure of Judge Bluth and Judge Kahn. And then we want the Mellon Bank, rather than giving me money, I want them to give $100 million to Mercy Ships, that, that program that sails the world helping children with cleft lips, crazy bones that are disformed, lives just out of whack. And they, they do a 45-minute surgery and put these children. $100 million to my favorite charity, Mercy Ship. My friends, we can do this. Come on, you can join with me. Pastors, business leaders, individuals, men, women, school children. Come on, join. We, we, can, do, we can stop Wall Street. We can take them down. And they don't need no big crowd. Just five people in every city who are dedicated. Warren Buffett, you show up in Chicago, we're going to be outside the hotel before you get in your car. Warren Buffett has co- acted in cohorts with the Mellon Bank to foreclose a church, a 62-year church in Harlem that's had a homeless shelter for 40 years. Uh, a high school that is graduate, whose graduates from the high school, the Outlaw High School, have been accepted at Yale, Juilliard, Cardoza Law School, New York Law School, New York University, Fordham University, St. John's University, Adelphi, uh, and the beat goes on, Berkeley College. That, and, and Warren Buffett and, the, and the Mellon Bank and Robin Vince, or Vince Robin, want to foreclosed that church for $3.1 million on what initial, now listen to this, this will really get you. Back in 2002, the initial lien sold to the Mellon Bank was only $36,000. But that judge, Francis A. Kahn III, who is a, who is a, 
a, a, a major supporter, a, 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 a tireless supporter, an advocate of no means ability, no small ability to the LGBTQ, awarded the Mellon Bank 18% interest, which is illegal, inappropriate, but I believe that he did it to punish us because we are anti-LGBTQ. And he's an LGBTQ lifetime member of the, of the gay and straight community. And he's punishing us by making sure we don't find the money. Because if it was, if, if, where we really owed the, the money to the city of $36,000 at, at a legal interest at about 7%, over the 20 years, it would only be about $400,000. But an 18% compound interest daily that this judge con and he knew it was illegal when he gave it. He knew it was inappropriate. He knew the city council had, had voted not to do this, but he did it anyway, which sent what could have been $400,000 to $3.1 million and said, sell the church and did it in a rant. I tried to speak to him. He shut down the mic. The short guy, the short fat one, short fat, short fat con. We can do this, everybody. We can do this. I'll say, I'll tell you this, whether you help me or not, I pray that you will. I believe many of you will. I will not falter and I will not relent. Because if they take their church, they're going to take my life. I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for the life of these children. I'm fighting for the life of the homeless people. I'm fighting for the life of the elderly. I'm fighting for the people that have worked so many years to, to build up this church. And then they just going to come and take it like that. I will not relent. I will not falter. I will not relent. I will not. I will not. Join me. Get registered. The registration, I know it says, one thing, signing up for the judicial review, but until we can get another uh, item formed, uh, we may have one now at the back end here that you can register. But get registered in every city in America. Wherever Warren Buffett goes, we're going to be right there. Wherever Jenny Hill goes, we're going to be right there. Wherever Cheryl Dudley preaches or holds a meeting, we're going to be right outside that building until they relent till they dismiss these charges. Y'all stay with me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Jesus, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. A whole lot of people committed suicide because of foreclosure and had nobody to turn to. But American Baptist churches to sit there on their self-righteous behinds and let the melon bank foreclose our church for that Louis Barbarian, a lure the barbaric, and for that Cheryl the ducker to sit there on their unrighteous behinds and let this happen. We going to see to it that you understand that God is still on the throne. You may be on your unrighteous buttocks, but God is still on the throne. And I'm his servant. I'm the Lord's servant. James David Manning. Hallelujah. Peace. Judge Khan, I have just two words to say to you. Jenny Craig. Judge Bluth, apparently you aren't very good at geography. Atla is located near Marcus Garvey Park, the Apollo Theater, and Malcolm X Boulevard. So in this holy neighborhood, we Hamite leaders have a long history of not giving a damn about you dumbass bastards.
Mellon Bank, you money changers want to come into the Atla Temple, and charge $10 million and not expect Dr. Manning to take a whip, and chase you off of our property? Hear the word of God you banksters. Ezekiel 18:13, You hath given forth upon usury, and hath taken increase, shall he then live? He shall not live, he hath done all these abominations, he shall surely die, his blood shall be upon him. You filthy lucre whores, put that in your portfolio, on your way to a burning eternal hell. Over the years, we have served more than one million meals to hungry bellies and hungry people here in the Harlem community. And I wanted you to be able to see that. I want you to see our involvement with youth, our summer youth programs, the uh, our courtyard being used as a, um, a place where children can be safe, guarded, and protected as they have their miniature swimming pools. Um, and a safe place for children to eat that is guarded, that is protecting, protected by our own sense of security and the wholesome and fresh meals that um, that we serve. We, we wanted you to be able to see the mission of this church. And we've been doing this for years. Just recently, one of our members, more than a 30-year member of this church, but it hasn't, not one that... You know that you would probably find as members of some other churches with their nose stuck up in the air. But her father is now close to death or very sick in the state of South Carolina. And uh, what I said to her, what I said, well, because she doesn't have money, I said, we will buy you a bus ticket, a round trip bus or train ticket for you to travel to South Carolina to, to be with your father in this time of pandemic. There's very little funding around. There's, there's sickness everywhere. And and she the thing that just blew me away was she said as she was talking to Elizabeth, she said, but how are you going to do that? They're pay for me a round-trip ticket to, to travel and give me expense money. And because you got to, Pastor Manning has to feed the children. He has to take, he has to educate the children. He has to buy school supplies for them. He has to pick them up in the mornings and take them back. And then he's got the ministry he has to take care of, all the bills of running the church, of keeping a major house like our house operational, keep the lights on, keep the, how are you going to be able to do that? And she was almost reluctant to take the money because she felt that it would be better served by feeding the children. We gave it to her anyway. But we want you to know that we do a work in this community. There have been a lot of lies told on us. And it's almost unimaginable why some of the people that have lied on us. But I can tell you behind all of it is the LGBTQ community. They don't want us to be successful, but we are. And we're going to continue to be successful in serving the meals that we're serving and serving the people that we are. And the LGBTQ community will not take us down. They are not going to take our church 
Yet they have defamed us. They've written ugly newspaper articles about us. They've marched against us. They've done a whole lot of ugly things. But you see what we have done, and that's not even the half of our service to children and to the needy in terms of our homeless shelters and the things that we've done over the years, and we will continue. And probably the lies and the smears and the ugly newspaper articles and the wicked spirits and the so-called I ain't for the black man, that is not going to go away. I don't expect it to go away. I don't. But I do tell you this, that we will succeed against all of that, for God is with us, and I am his servant. Five billion people lack access to safe surgery. Children are suffering from treatable causes, living with conditions many have never seen. For more than 40 years, Mercy Ships has deployed floating hospitals with volunteer doctors who give their time to provide the free surgeries these children desperately need. I feel like my reason for being here is driven by love. I think it is the love that changes the the patients first. Join us by calling or going to mercyships.org now. $19 a month will give children and families the hope and healing they never thought possible and turn lives of pain into futures full of potential. It's a mission powered by love made possible by you. Call 888-425-6440 or donate now at mercyships.org. Uh, Harlem, oh Harlem, lend me your ears. Hamites, oh Hamites, lend me your ears. People of God, far and wide. People of God, far and near. Lend me your ears. There's nobody, no person that is now living, walking upright on planet earth that loves the black man, now he's not black, and he's not a black man, that's what he identifies himself as. He's a Hamite. The Bible says he's a son of Ham. That means he's a Hamite. But I use the term black because he calls himself that. African American, I'll interchange because he calls himself that. But I want you to know, there's nobody, there's nobody on this planet that loves him more than I do. And my love for him is to tell him the truth. Can I, can I, and the truth that I speak, he's allowed weak, sinful, homosexual gentrifiers and others to say that it is hate. The truth that I speak, he's allowed people to interpret it as hate. But, you know, can I use this? There ain't no man living that loves black people as deeply, as passionately, as sacrificially as I do. That's why I tell them the truth. Let me give you an example. Come up close. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Is that right? And Jesus did love. No doubt about it. He loved to the point where he sacrificed. 
But Jesus never lied to anybody. Jesus never obfuscated. Jesus never sugarcoated. Jesus never let things slide. Jesus told, Jesus even called Peter, the first pope of the church, told him, you got a devil in you. I could say Dr. Martin Luther King had a devil in him. That don't mean that he can't be qualified for something a little bit later on. But Jesus told Peter, you got a devil in you. Get behind me, Satan. He told people the truth. He didn't try to sugarcoat. He didn't try to make things, if you will, easy for Peter or anybody else. And then he told a crowd of the biggest church he gathered out there when he fed them the five loaves and the two fish. He said, you got to eat my blood, drink, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they all walked away and he didn't back up. He didn't say, okay, well, I'll just be nice and nicer. He told them the truth. Why? Because he loved them. He didn't pimp them. Jesus wasn't big pimping. He told them the truth. And then when a man lies to you, he lies to you because he hates you. When a man loves you, he'll tell you the truth because the truth is the only thing that's going to make you free. When Dr. King said he had a dream, all right, a whole lot of people got dreams. But only the truth is going to set you free. Jesus didn't say, I have a dream. He said, the truth will make you free, not civil rights. I'm not against these civil rights leaders. I'm not against any progress, whatever you may consider that may have been made. But it ain't set nobody free. It ain't set, you're still trying to run around here now in this late stage, talking about Black Lives Matter, trying to help people at least appreciate the fact that a black person is a person. After all the civil rights marches, after all these Nobel Prizes, you still try to convince people after 50, 60, 70 years of that nonsense, you're still out here trying to tell people that you are a person. That a black person is somebody. Because right now the world don't believe it. Because you ain't free yet. That civil rights Dr. King dream didn't make you free. And that so-called black president of yours didn't make you free either. I love black people. That's why I tell them the truth. They ain't never built nothing. Now here. So Harlem, oh Harlem, lend me your ears. Hamites, oh Hamites, lend me your ears. Righteous of God, near and far, lend me your ears. I want you to see our announcement board. Outside our church on our announcement board, I, I put up this, this, this truth. The homosexual gentrifiers, land thieves is who they are, have trained the indigenous people, Hamites in particular, to hate me. All over, everywhere, they call him Manning, call me a hate preacher. Ain't nobody that loved, ain't nobody that loved black people more than me. That's why I live with them. <laughs> Jay-Z sold you out. Hell, Jay-Z even sold his own wife out. He, he, not only is he big pimping other poor Hamite nappy-head girls, he big pimping Beyonce. When he wrote big pimping, he was thinking about Beyonce. Big pimping, big, 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 big pimping Beyonce. Listen, they don't love you. No, I love you the way I do. All the while they're telling you I'm a hate preacher. They stole your property. You're living in shelters. You're sleeping on the street. I do declare before Almighty God, I've never seen so many men sleeping on the street since Obama and Jay-Z. 
And that dream speech that Dr. King, I swear, I, that the homelessness, the, the fatherless children, the husbandless wives, the lonely, cold wives, people taking black communities and turning them white, bleaching communities, just taking black people's property. I mean, like it's all right. And they got black politician mayors and people who are big time house Negroes sitting on the community boards, selling out their brothers <laughs> like you would not believe, creating poverty that's unbelievable, unconscionable, the way the, 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 the house Negroes, the pinch nose Negroes sell out one another. But I'm here. I don't, I'm not here looking for nobody's Nobel Prize. No, all I'm looking for is to hear Jesus say, well done, not good and faithful servant. That's all I want to hear. I ain't looking for nobody's Nobel Prize. I'm going to tell black people the truth, African American. I'm going to tell white people the truth, too. I tell them, tell the Jewish people the truth. I tell them all. And because I tell them all the truth, they're trying to hang me, but they can't get, they can't touch me. I'm the untouchable James David, servant of the Lord. I'm the anointed of God. I'll tell them all the truth because I want to see them set free. I'm your only help, black man. I'm your only help. By the way, I need to let you know that we're having a meeting here on the 23rd of September uh, to put together a class action suit against the city of New York of any and everybody whose been, property has been foreclosed in the city of New York by the New York City uh, Supreme Court system. We want to review it. I don't care what it's the time, the spirit of ter- period of limitations or whatever it is that they're talking about. I don't care if it happened 25 years ago. We want it opened again. I want to have a meeting. I want to ask you to come to the meeting. Don't be running around here or having all these old fairy tale white men telling you not to, to not to stand side by side by your, your strong six foot two good looking teasing tan handsome Pastor James David Man. Don't you let these little old weaky weak white men with their little sissy fired voices kissing one another tell you don't stand with your brother James David Man. Don't you let them do that to you. What the hell is wrong with you, brother? What's wrong with you? Then these little old sissy tell you, don't st- sit down in that church. Don't, don't, don't join that. Don't be a member. Don't, don't bring your children. What's wrong with you letting these little sissy tell you not to stand beside your tall, teasing, tan, show enough man of God, righteous, roaring lion, James David Man. Don't you let nobody tell you to, to obfuscate me? What's wrong with you? Don't sit down with a little sissy in a restaurant somewhere. Uh, drinking Chardonnay and eating a Caesar salad. And you, you ain't going to stand with me. I'm your brother. I'm your only help. Hell, hell. Let no sissy tell you. Now, so if you've been foreclosed, if you've been foreclosed, then uh, over the past 20 years, we want to put together a meeting. It's on the 23rd. Now, you, you got to get registered. We're going to have a class action suit. And we're going we're gonna to look at every case. By the way, I'm asking for lawyers, if you can get lawyers to come volunteer. Some of y'all lawyers were raised up in this church. You're out there not making big money. And you hear me, you know, everybody been telling you about me. You're out there, you got raised up, you're fed in this church, you went to law school in this church. You, your mama and your father were protected by my teaching. You got yourself a law degree, got yourself a law firm. You hear me up here teaching like this and preaching like this, and you sit out there like you don't want to help. You need to come on over here and give us some pro bono service. 
If it wasn't be for me, you wouldn't have made it where you are now as a lawyer. Come on over here. Give us some pro bono service. But I'm going to ask everybody else. Register. Get registered because I can't have you come to the meeting if you're not registered because, you know, a lot of spies out there. And uh, you might be the man. But no, we're going we're gonna to ask the courts to review, especially the, re- the decisions made by Judge Bluth and by Judge Kahn. We're going to ask the courts to review those decisions uh, because we believe pe- people's property have been taken illegally. They didn't get due justice. They didn't get the benefit of the law. They were not afforded the kind of representation that they should have. So I'm going to ask you to register. It's on the 23rd of December. It won't be long now. But get registered. Seven o'clock in the evening, we're going to have this meeting. But hey, ain't nobody love you, man. Ain't nobody love black people the way I, I'll tell you the truth. I, 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 yeah, I go sugarcoat. Jesus never sugarcoated. I, can you imagine Jesus telling, well, everything's going to be all right. Uh, Jesus telling you to hate somebody else and, you know, never telling you that you've never done anything. You know, I can't tell you something. Then I got to go. There was a man Three men, Jesus gave one five talents, he gave one two talents, he gave the other one one talent. You know what I mean? You know that, right? And then he came back and said, all right, what y'all do? Well, did y'all build anything? Did you buy anything? Did you make anything? The man that had five said, yeah. The man who two said, yeah. And he heard what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing about no Nobel Prize. I don't want to hear nothing about no award from, from these, these freaks. The man who had the one talent said, I do nothing. He said, depart from me, you wicked and slothful servant. That's right. Told him the truth. Got rid of him. That's right. Didn't sugarcoat it. Didn't sugarcoat it. And now I don't sugarcoat it. No. Same thing with them ten virgins. Five of them wise and five of them foolish. Five of them foolish running around there didn't do anything. And they knocked on the door after Jesus came. They said, no, you ain't getting in here. And I tell, I tell, you, I tell you the truth. That's like Jesus tell you the truth. Come on over here. Don't you let these homosexuals and these weirdos Tell you to don't stand with your brother, James David Matt. Tell my mama a hater. What the hell is wrong with you? The hell is wrong with you? Hell. You know me? You're going to let these people tell you not to hang with me. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. You ain't. <laughs> Many of y'all sleeping on the street. Ain't changed underwear in months. Don't own a roll of toilet paper or a curtain. Nor a knife and a fork. Everyone, every toilet paper you use, a knife and fork belong to somebody else and some homeless shelter. And you're going to let these sissies on television and these pimps like big pimping Jay-Z tell you don't, 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 don't deal with Manny. He's a hater. A hater? A hater? What? I'm the, I'm the only help. At any rate, uh, we're going to have these. Nobody loves you, brother. <laughs> Nobody loves you. Remember that movie, Kojak, Who Loves You, Baby? Who Loves You? Nobody loves you the way, like the way Pastor Manny. Y'all don't let these, these, these widows corrupt and poison your mind against the one man that God has sent to help you. And, and even some of these old preachers. That running around here, selling out, selling their buildings, confiscating money, getting Louis Vuitton bags and Rolex watches and selling out the churches, selling the pews, selling out the people and moving to white neighborhoods with a Rolex watch and a Louis Vuitton bag for a, for a squeeze. No, I'm your help, brother. I'm your help. I'm the, I'm the one that loves you. 
I, you, you go think about it for a while. Especially some of y'all in here during Obama years. You ain't never had no pastor. You ain't never been in a church where you was well loved. You ain't never been in a place as full of love as the all I wear missionary church. And let you let you let these lying two tongue pale face, if you will, tell you that I'm by pale face. I don't mean to be racist. I'm I'm looking for word. I I don't I don't hate white folk. That's the other thing. Uh, want me to jump up and down and. And, and, and beat up on what I call it pale, pale face because the Indians used that term when they found they were being sold out on the train. They found that they were being robbed and shanghaied and scallywag and bamboozled and hijacked. They call them pale face. That's why I'm not using it because I'm, I'm racist. Ain't nobody love you like I do, man. And you're going to let these people tell you don't hang with Pastor Manny. You lost your damn mind. Anyway, I'm a stomp down man. Stomp down. I'm stomped down. North Carolina bred. Raised and trained on the chain gang in the Union Correctional Facility at Rayford, Florida Prison, down in Florida, down in the 70s. Raised and trained on the chain gang. Spent some time in Danamora. Went through Sing Sing too. No, I'm the Lord's servant. No. I'm a show enough stomp down man. Come on over here and get in this church. Don't come in there with none of that nonsense, that Black Lives Matter stuff and all that other crazy black president. Come on in here, get in here, and let's take Harlem back from these thieves and banksters and gangsters sitting up in our grandmama's apartment. Sitting up in grandmama and grandpa's apartment where grandma and grandpa live, and now they're sitting up in there and, and doing that stuff that you know what they do when the lights go down. No. By the way, you know, the Wells Fargo Bank took over Lennox Lounge on Lennox Avenue. Well, it took over grandma and grandpa's apartment in there doing what they do when the lights go down. And you're talking about, well, that's progress. What the hell's wrong? Come on over here! Stand by your brother, James David Manning. I'm the Lord servant. The Mellon Bank to Judge Bluth and to Judge Francis A. Kahn III, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Amidst the war we fight on, standing on the word of God, we stand strong. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We're not afraid and ain't backing down. There's a new sheriff here in this town. We shall not, we shall not be moved. You can't try, but you won't succeed. The time is so close to when you will bleed. We shall. To have mercy on your poor soul, you find out soon you're not in control. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Singing, we shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, 
We're gonna tear your kingdom straight down And when we're done, you won't be around We shall not We shall not be moved We shall not We shall not be moved We shall not We shall not be moved We shall You 
Satan, we're gonna tear your kingdom down. 